Hello and welcome back to another episode of Entertainment Rebooted. Today I am sitting down with my co-hosts Matt Premuka and Elliot McNeely. Guys, tell me about yourselves. How are we doing today? Tell you about myself. How much time we got? That's a great question, Matt. Moving on, Elliot, <laughs> tell me about yourself. How are you doing? Pretty good. I mean, if you want to hear about myself, whole life story, it'd be a couple hours, but pretty good. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear we're all doing good. And today we are going to be talking about Fallout Boy's newest album, So Much, parenthesis, four, four. end parenthesis, Stardust. How about this? Every time you say it, because like, you know, in the chorus of the song, like it's the background vocals that say four. So like you say the album and we'll say four, four. in the mics yeah. under our breath. Let's try that. Okay. So Much, four. Stardust. Perfect. Yeah. Newest Fallout Boy album. A little confusing of a title, but but you get the idea. Now, before we get into the album, I want to hear, guys, overall thoughts on Fallout Boy, and were you a fan before hearing this album? Well, they're kind of like the OG version of like Gen Z, like the later millennials, early Gen Z into like alternative and punk rock because they're after Blink-182, after Green Day. Uh, they kind of have their own claim on like the alternative genre in terms of like a specific generation of people. Uh, so you, they're one of the most influential alternative bands to this day. I mean, like Pete Wentz is the reason why we had like Panic at the Disco and stuff like yeah. that too. So and Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, they're Pilots. they're very influential in terms of just the alternative genre as a whole from both their own content and their you know spinoffs. I guess you'd call that. Absolutely, Elliot. Were you familiar with Fall Out Boy? I was. I don't know all of their music as well as some other artists. I definitely was more of like a Blink One Eighty Two Green Day person when I was younger, but I did really enjoy Fall Out Boy, and I know. I know a decent amount of their music. I just can't, like, not enough to speak fully on all of their other albums. Understandable. But I enjoy it. Yeah, thank you. Now, I have to admit, I was an emo kid growing up in middle school. I've reformed myself, but I <laughs> owned all the Fall Out Boy albums. Big Fall Out Boy fan. I had all of the Hot Topic Fall Out Boy t-shirts. But I'm still here today, so it's all good. You never truly leave the emo <laughs> emo phase behind. You just, you just change. It, it's still there. It wasn't a phase, but it, it, it's not it, a phase, it's, mom. It's just different now. It's a lifestyle. Exactly. Now, let me hear, guys, we listen to the album. What are your top two songs off the album? Matt, get, let's get us started. I'll go on right off. I'll go with the title track, track number 13, so much for Stardust. I just thought it was, it played a lot of, paid homage to David Bowie. Mm-hmm. In terms of Stardust, you know, it's a, it's a spinoff of David Bowie's persona, Ziggy Stardust. Sound a lot like anything he would write on the Starman album. And it goes, in, uh, it interluded with uh, previous songs on the album too, um, uh, Love from the Other Side. Great, great song on the album. It's my personal favorite. Awesome. Elliot, yeah, I also put so much for Stardust at my top spot. It was a little bit difficult but I just I really liked the instrumentals like even from the beginning and I feel like I feel like I don't necessarily fully understand the song Mm. but I do like it and everything that I do understand like some of the lyrics were a little too relatable like some of them hit a little too close to home sure you know what's interesting is I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this but as a hardcore Fall Out Boy fan there's always a running joke that you can't understand what they're saying half the time yeah I wrote that down yes it's true that's just the thing with them and Patrick Stump he likes it's all one syllable when he sings. Oh, yeah. kind of, not syllable. I, it's like it. You know, he doesn't yeah. enunciate the start and end of words. All I that love. Well. I love Patrick Stump's voice, 
but he just yeah. it's just kind of a glob of things yeah. that come out of his mouth. No, I had to pull up the lyrics when I was listening to it. Like I listened to it while just doing stuff, but when I actually sat down to listen, I needed the lyrics. Yeah. Usually like when I'm listening to a new song, I can pick up the lyrics, you know, like pretty soon after. But like when I was listening to Love from the Other Side, because that was the first single, mm-hmm. it took me like a week to even get like a bulk of the lyrics. And even now I'm still kind of like stumbling over myself. Oh, he's saying that? Exactly. You know, we play Love on the Other Side on our radio station here mm-hmm. at WZIP. And one of the lyrics is censored. And my mind was blown because I was like, what do they say in that song that needs to be censored? And I talked to our music programming director about that. Mm-hmm. And he had to explain to me what the lyric was because I had no idea. And I've heard this song, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 times. Yeah. And that's just, I, that's just Fall Out Boy. I don't know either. And I'm not going to ask because then we'd spot. have to edit it out. Because I've listened to it because... I'm a D- I'm also a DJ, so I've heard it a lot. I can't even think of what. Oh, actually, no, I might know. It's a weapon. I, we, I know. We, we censor oh, yeah, out weapons, yeah, yes. and they mention a weapon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's Good just thing something you mentioned that we censor that out because I had that lyric written down. <laughs> <laughs> just something to be aware of. Now, guys, I want to hear what your. Oh, let me give my number one song. I yeah, almost yeah. skipped right Fun over that. My number one song. I'm gonna be different. Was hold me like a grudge. Now, don't judge me. Here's the thing. I thought the hold me like a grudge part of the song, the part where Patrick says that over and over, was the worst part of the song. But every other part of the song, really good. I thought it was really good. A common theme with this album, sometimes the chorus didn't know when to end. I agree with that. I agree. It's very elongated. I felt like the lead up to the chorus was always better than the actual chorus in this album. No, I fully agree. Which was super disappointing. Uh, Try harder next time, guys. Yeah, come on. But uh, I, I, I feel a little embarrassed that mine wasn't the same as everyone else's. But let's get into our number twos. I'll start. That was my number two. Was so much for Stardust. So I still had it up there. Okay, it was still yeah. up there, and that's all that matters. Exactly. Like you guys said, it is. It's the perfect end to the album because exactly. it's, it's the last song on the album, and I, I think it's great. I thought the instrumentation was really cool. It's one of their slower songs on this album, but I thought it really worked for them. You could hear what and, they were saying. Yeah, yeah, we got to we got to understand what was going on a little more. It was great. What was your guys' number two? Elliot, start us off. Okay, I was conflicted on this one. It was a little hard, but I ended up settling on I Am My Own Muse for number two. Mm-hmm. Very solid choice. I great mean, one. Like it was it just feels right. I don't I don't know what else to say. Like I liked the instrumentals right at the beginning, kind of like the strings on it. Mm-hmm. And there were just some really good references to outside like I guess allusions to other things that were really good and some of the lyrics also on this one I don't know if I want to admit that some of them were a little relatable but some of them were a little relatable (laughs) I feel like if you enjoy fallout boy then some of it is relatable yeah that's part of it it's like a caveat gonna leave it at that like we we don't need to get into that on here but exactly Matt what was your number two uh my second song was the uh first single they put out and that's love from the other side Mm -hmm. I thought this was one of Patrick Stump's best vocal performances in I don't know how long. I think this single-handedly topped anything from Mania, and it just it sounded like something they would have wrote in 2007 or when they were at their like metaphoric peak in like the early mm-hmm. 2010s. Like he sang his "You Know What" off, and that was just an <laughs> incredible performance by Patrick. Yeah. Now I want to talk about our overall thoughts on What's the entire album. Oh, wait. So much for Stardust was your second. Yeah, so much for Stardust. Just like you you guys. Yeah, it wasn't my top part. So overall thoughts on the album, and what would you rate it out of 10? Matt, overall thoughts. 
I like that it was another attempt at a throwback album. It tr- it tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I'm comparing it to like Panic at the Disco. They tried to do a throwback album and it tanked terribly. And it's still relevant because of how bad it was. Right. This was better. Yeah, it, let's not put it let's, on that level. <laughs> yeah, this was much better. No, it's, this was much easier on the ears. Vocals were much cleaner. The production quality overall better. I just don't think nostalgia albums are something we should really try in the 2020s when it comes to alternative music. I think that's kind of why alternative music isn't what it could be because we're so obsessed with the past. And when you have to keep, you know, writing about like writing with influence from Bowie or Elton John or Billy Joel, it kind of it it kind of dilutes your overall potential because, you know, people in 2040, you know, when when we're old and what are maybe like kids or nieces or nephews are listening to, mm-hmm. you know, like they're not going to have those influences. Like, like they're not going to have that if we keep trying to pay homage to the 1980s and 70s. Sure. I'm going to know who David Bowie is. That just was a thought. I was like, oh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> they don't know. If, if my kids don't know Bowie, I, they fail were raised them. Wrong. I fail them as a parent. Oh, yeah. Now, Matt, what's your rating out of 10? Out of 10, I'd give it a high, I'll say a 7-7 seven, seven okay. out of 10. Uh, compared to Mania, uh, Night and Day, much better. I think this was a very easy on the ears album. Like I could play it and not ne- – a lot of it did feel repetitive, but I didn't feel like annoyed by the repetition per se. Mm-hmm. It took me a few lessons through to kind of you know really have the uh, repetition uh, like stand out. So, you know, it was easy on the ears, a lot better than Mania. There were some really good highlights, and I think it sounded a lot more like their 2010 stuff in their prime than a previous work. Absolutely. Elliot, yeah. what were your overall thoughts? I, so first, I did say 8 out of 10 on this. I wasn't really sure. I was kind of debating. Mm-hmm. I also agree that I, I do prefer it to Mania. Yeah. Um, easy definitely. choice there. Easily. I mean, <laughs> not like that's controversial. No, not at all. But, yeah, I agree that usually I don't necessarily like the albums that are trying to throwback or be reminiscent of the older ones Mm -hmm. but this one i feel like did do better than some other groups albums that i'd heard try to do that like i i enjoyed i enjoyed a decent amount of the music it did really remind me of just on the bus in middle school with my ipod like headphones in so Mm -hmm. it was a little bit of nostalgia factor i guess but that being said there were some there were some songs that i really didn't vibe with (laughs) Yeah, the, I, the nostalgia was there for me too. For like me, like Fallout Boy, like I'll admit, every you know, like sixth grade football game, I'm like, Mom, can you play Centuries before this? Yes. <laughs> I feel like that was like every every like ten to sixteen year old. If you played football at that point in time, you listened to that song before a game. Like that was the uh, 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 college football primetime game, like preview song too, and everything. Like that song had a chokehold on like sports for a little bit. So I think like this sound like. A t- somewhat like a 2010s fallout boy album and that's what yeah i I liked about it a lot too so like american beauty american psycho was all what got us into yeah yep centuries that's funny fallout boy is the bridge between emo losers and like jock football boys it like that's a beautiful bridge it's they're all inclusive Mm -hmm. and like even like their spinoffs too like fallout boy is like we should do like what's the like the charts where it's like a thumbtack and then like he connects to another thing like the detectives do yeah Let's let's do one of those one time with Fall Out Boy and see all their musical connections and all the groups they reach. That would actually be 
That'd be interesting. That's if we a, had that's a YouTube, another podcast. If we had a YouTube time, channel, that'd be right really there. cool. It'd be really it'd be really hard for our listeners to like follow all of that when they can't see the board itself. But yeah, if we ever go on YouTube, we'll certainly try that. Yeah. Now I'm going to give you guys my overall thoughts. I thought this album was a six out of 10. I, I liked enough. it and yeah. I love fallout boy, but it felt a little off. Sometimes I felt like sometimes the chorus didn't match the rest of the song. It felt, I don't know. Sometimes they were singing about things, and it's like, aren't you guys thirty now? Yeah. Why are you that, singing about yeah. this? Well, you're not teenagers anymore. Like, I know I'm technically a teenager, but you are not. Mm-hmm. I would much rather hear Patrick Stump sing about his like taxes or whatever thirty year olds are stressed about. Sing about his taxes. Well, because then it would feel more authentic to him. He's just belting one of the most like <laughs> just belting about some of, his, some of his some of his the IRS. <laughs> I don't know what what else. About his kids. He could make a song about his kids. Does he have kids? Fake out the IRS. I don't even know if he has kids. <laughs> well, I just... Hold me like tax fraud. I don't I don't need a 30-year-old man singing about things that I, I am my own accountant. <laughs> I am my own accountant? I would I mean, listen to that. I'd listen. That sounds like an old Fall Out Boy song. That would be so good. That, Ten years that, behind bars for tax fraud. In parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like another great title. Those, reminiscent of the old Fall Out Boy. Bring those back. Bring back titles that don't match the song. I, I would love I think that. Alternative needs to do that as a whole. Absolutely. I, I don't want the chorus to be the song title. No. That, a, any music. Don't make no. the chorus the song mm-hmm. title. And I want the song title to be as long as physically possible. Oh, yeah. Make that's, it like a that make was it Fall Out Boy 30, that was Panic at the Disco. Long. Exactly. That was like 2010's Alternative and everything, too. Yeah, the it was best phenomenal. time for Alternative. Yes. Now, if you'd like to hear the rest of our thoughts on this album, please tune into the podcast. And now we're shifting over to the podcast. Thank you for continuing to listen. For now, we're going to go through and discuss each song in order and then rank them. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Yeah. That sounds good to All me. All right. Let's start it off with Love from the Other Side. What do we think of this song? A great, great start off single to that. I alluded to it a little bit in the radio version. I thought that was one of Patrick's best vocal performances in a long time and one of the best just vocal performances out of an artist probably this year so far he does have incredible vocals oh, i thought yeah. this Very was a, a great comeback for fallout boy oh, great yeah. Comeback song. oh yeah that they really blew it out of the water with this one i wasn't expecting much but i thought it was pretty good keep your expectations low so you're not disappointed but exactly even if i got them up i don't think i would have been disappointed by the song I mean, like i know for me I'm big in, like, I played a lot of instruments, and st- I mean, a lot, not really, but I played instruments throughout high school, mm. so I really like just the instrumentals at the beginning. I, the exact words I put down was, they are slay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lyrics, I just feel like they, like, the song had very good imagery in it. I kind of picture what was going on. I'm with you. I think the, mm-hmm. the imagery was great. I thought it was a little corny, though. That yeah. the lyrics were yeah. corny. Oh, I want to go back on something you said with the the instrumentals at the beginning. Like that's really what made it like a like a a throwback album kind of like in my mind right away. Because I saw once uh, one thing. I think it was a Billboard, either on YouTube or on Instagram. They actually did the uh, they track the average length of instrumentals from the opening of the song to the first lyric. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's roughly around fifteen seconds. Like Fallout Boy, this is about fifty-five seconds until the first lyric, and that matches like uh, lengths of intros in like the eighties and seventies uh, too. Definitely yeah. a throwback vibe there. I I like the intro, 
little long. It's it's a little long, and I get it. We're no, we're calling I, back no, to I get that. It was a little bit long. A little long. Like that. Like that is. That's not something that's normal now with that. So I, I was a little aggravated too. But right. I think we could find a happy medium between fifteen and fifty-five like what seconds. About thirty. I think, I think thirty-five seconds five, is probably yeah. a perfect time for that. Thirty-five. Beautiful. Yeah, hundred percent. Love it. Anything else to say about love from the other side? The one line that we cannot play on the radio. Um, I. I do really like that line. I feel like it kind of does mention, I don't know, it talks about kind of like how love is confusing and it almost kind of alludes to like betrayal because it's like, yeah, I, I don't know what I could say about that line. <laughs> but um, listen to the song. Historical reference also. Did you say Caesar, Julius Caesar, historical reference. Oh, everyone that, knows what you're talking about now. That'll give you, Perfect. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it's a pretty good song. My ranking for it was number three on my list, number three on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven out of ten, if you wanted my out of ten rating. What, what did you guys think of it? A very solid. I'll give it an eight. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it an eight. On my actual ranking, I'd say this one and Hold Me Like a Grudge were the hardest that I ranked because I didn't know where to even put them. Like I wanted them next to each other. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know where in the actual ranking. Right. But I ended up settling, putting these ones at, or this one specifically at, yeah, I'm actually going to change it right now. I'm going to change it up to four, I think. Wow. Wow. Changing our order. Live Insane. During live, the recording. Live during the recording change right there. Live from five, four days ago when you're listening to this. Exactly. <laughs> All right. The next song we're talking about is Heartbreak Feels So Good. I'm going to talk about this one first. Okay. I don't like the pop drum sounds they use. Yes. Yeah. Immediately it starts out with pop. Like they're not even like drum sounds. They're just like boom, boom, and like I don't like it. Just play a normal drum. Wait, I don't need that. You do. We're gonna do a throwback album. Do a throwback album. Don't give me f- pop drums. No. Yeah. Uh, it led up to. I I like the chorus. I thought the chorus mm-hmm. of this one was pretty good, but I I hate the the ahs. Yeah. Yeah. In this agree. song, and that's gonna be a thing with me on this album. Every time there's yes. like an ah. <laughs> Or a chorus singing something? No. Just take it out. Let me edit the song for you. I'll fix it. <laughs> we will fix it for you guys. Don't even worry. We'll do it. Absolutely. Uh, and I like, I like. there's a part where Patrick Stump talks. I like when Patrick Stump talks. Yeah. Patrick Stump's a cool guy. I, I like when he talks. I, li- I want to hear from more from him. Cool dude. He could talk more. Cool dude. He talked to us. How do, how, how do the rest of us feel about this song? Yeah. Uh, I thought the chorus was a little bit long and it didn't necessarily know when to end. I thought this was another good release for like a single because I did think it had some sort of radio value compared to other songs on the album with the power of hindsight and now listening to the full album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so if you want a, if you want an actual rating for it, I'd probably give it a seven. Okay, I gave it a six, so in okay. the same ballpark. Okay, I feel like I'm the odd one out here. I didn't really like this one. I just thought it was a little bit more repetitive than some of the other songs. Like That whole part with the outro was just, I don't know. I see why it was a single because it does have that radio vibe to it, but I just, it wasn't my favorite on the album. I think if I had to give it a ranking, I'd probably do like a, okay, I guess it wouldn't be that off. It's like a 4.55 maybe. I just, well, I put it lower wow. on my rating. It's, I just, it's an uphill wow, battle. Elliot, are you uh, from kidding me in. right now? It wasn't a bad <laughs> I'm song. Kidding. I'm just it kidding. just <laughs> wasn't a good, it was a song. It Here's was a song. Thing. It did exist. Yes. I feel like a lot of the songs on this album, they're like above average kind of, but they're not that good. I don't think there's yeah. a song on this album that I'm like, 
gonna listen to for the rest of my life and love yeah. forever like some of the other and, Fallout no, I, I think in a, a thing with that was mania flopped so hard and like you'll see some like i think their guitar player actually said like they regret like they regret making it like i mean i would too <laughs> yeah i really think they were kind of afraid to really branch out again because last time they did it flopped and it flopped really hard that makes sense yeah, and like, you know, they'd like, be scared even just seeing like other artists reach out and just flop terribly yeah. like i think that kind of scared them back into you know being a little more formulaic with what they wrote that's a really good Which, theory yeah man. i mean i understand i think i think coming out of mania being the last one that kind of makes this album seem better to me compared to the last one and absolutely like mm-hmm. you said the songs are above average i would even say some of them are good for some groups but compared to the rest of their discography i, I don't know i mean they, they definitely could have done better but i don't think they're bad understandable i'm with you now homie like a grudge what we think i liked it i, thought it, was, I thought it was a good song solid, solid. Song. i i liked the lyrics in it where did i i wrote this down i think this would be the right word the juxtaposition between yep. part-time soulmate and full-time problem like, i just really liked how those kind of i don't know how to describe it i just felt like that was a really good line right there yeah, it's nice when you could understand the lines and they're yeah. good at the same time. Like you never get that in Fallout wow. Boy. Wow, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I love Patrick's voice in this. Uh, I felt like he was singing like his rent was due in this song. The world was spinning. Was. His rent was due. The pressure was on him. <laughs> well, fueled by ramen, man. They're kind of they were banking on Haley and Patrick after Brendan fumbled the bag terribly. Yeah, they needed <laughs> they needed influx of money. They're like Patrick, you're our only hope, man. And he, that stress is on him. He can't. He can't ruin Fallout Boy. <laughs> he can't ruin Fueled by Ramen. <laughs> uh, I mentioned this before in our radio part of the review, but I felt like the chorus was the weakest part. Whenever they said "Hold me like a grudge," I was bored. Like, yeah, Patrick had so much vocal stuff going on, and then he'd be like, "Hold me like a grudge." Yep. It's like, bro, Come on, Patrick. Bring, bring the energy to the chorus too. Just hold it all the way Come through. Come on, Patty, you can mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> but yeah, for this one, this song for me, seven out of ten. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd agree with seven yeah. out of ten. And it was my number one. It was my favorite on this album. So that sad. goes to show how you feel about the album. But yeah, <laughs> I, I love, agree with I love the 10. honesty, and you're not letting like the childhood nostalgia really like skew your Never. rankings. I I really appreciate that. I feel like that's the hardest part. Not even the nostalgia. I just they're not going to listen to. It, but I always feel bad being like I. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I don't like a song, I will say it. But I always try to find the good. I'm like, it, it wasn't that bad. One. <laughs> It, See, it, some of it was that bad. I think that's a weakness in oh, it is. our... No, 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 not in oh, you. Oh, oh, was <laughs> I was gonna, that's a weakness of you, <laughs> Elliot. No, no. I think in our department, entertainment, sometimes people are scared to say mean things about artists. I'll say it. I don't care. They could hit yeah. me up if they get mad about it. Hit, I me, think, up, hit me up, Patrick. Hit me up, Pete Wentz. You, come on. Call I me on the phone. Come on, Pete. this album, mid. Most of the songs, mid. It just... It's disappointing because Fallout Boy, Foyle Adu, that song or that mm-hmm. album, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the album we were just talking about earlier that I mean, uh, American Beauty, American Psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great incredible album. Incredible album. I I want them to bring that back. Like, well, they did the three album run. Like, not many bands can do that. Where you have <laughs> like, like, you're kind of like the face of your genre for like you know five years. You know, they can't really top right. that. Like, they've hit their peak. Just as retire, long, guys. As long as, okay. they don't cr- as long as they don't crash and burn. 
Right. Give it a scale. Yeah. Well, but Mania was... Brendan. I thought yeah. Mania was a crash and burn. I oh, did too. How old were you guys when that album came out? What year was that? It was 2018, so let's do some quick math. I was 16. I was, okay, I was 15. How many years ago I was, was that? I was 15. Wait, I think we're the same age. Okay, so. yeah, 15. Yeah. I was 15. I was still in my emo kid phase. When that album came out, I listened to it, and I unfollowed Follow Boy on Instagram. I don't know if you guys know what that means, That, but yeah. you got to understand, that was that was heartbreak. You that don't want somebody to click on it and see followed and, by Isabel. Yeah. And like we have like a complete duality here. We've made a lot of panic at the disco jokes, but that must have hurt seeing Mania crash and burn. And then whenever you turn on the radio, it's high hopes or hey, look, my made it. <laughs> well, <laughs> while the band, like your like your favorite band of all time burns when they're like Walmart spinoff is like making some of the most annoying songs that are going triple platinum. But it's okay because karma came back around. Right I'm now, glad so. it was a hard time yeah. for the emo kids. <laughs> it, it was a bad time. Where do we leave off? Hold me like a grudge. Like grudge. Yes. Which takes us to fake out. I thought the beginning of this sound sounds like Blink 182. The little yeah. guitar. It's at the a start. throwback to everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah, I you thought know, it was a little bit of a, a Blink 182 yeah. moment. I agree. And I do like Blink 182, so I, I, I did enjoy the beginning. Uh, and it was a little softer. Like the vibe was a little softer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't like it. Okay. I, I thought it was too soft, and I did not resonate with that song. I tried to. I was sitting there listening to it, not in my head. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. wasn't working for me. One thing to shout out is the song structure is a little bit... I mean, it's not as different as it can be, but it's a little bit different than, like, classic poppy ones. I mean, they mm-hmm. didn't start with, like, a specific intro. It was a verse, and they ended with the chorus. I mean, they used to do stuff like that all the time, but... Right. Got a little scared, but it was less formulaic than others. Yeah, shout out to a little less formula. Just make it better next time. Exactly, yeah. Just just do better. I noticed sometimes when I was... So I I listened to this album a couple times. Then I sat down to rank it and review it. This song, I kept just wanting to skip it. I would look down at my phone every 30 seconds. Like, can I skip it now? Can I skip it? Have I heard enough? This song's somehow four minutes. And like, you're 90 seconds in. It's like, I feel like I've heard it all. Yeah, it's... It was just kind of annoying after a while. And there's but the weird interludes. And it just drags. Ugh, yes. All right. So next. Oh, Matt, did you have thoughts on that? I don't want to skip over you. I think. It's oh, no, I thought I said out. something on it. Yeah, I, okay. I thought it was all right. Yeah, just want to make sure you didn't have more thoughts. That's it. Next yeah. is uh, Heaven, Iowa. Uh, this is a no from me. I liked the trans. I, I liked the choir at some point, uh, but that was probably like the only highlight of the song for me. Uh, which is weird because like on album release day, like this was, this took the star from love from the other side on Apple music. And like, this was starred and well, now it's not good rightfully, but I was, I'm like, Oh, this must be a pretty good one. If it's like, it took the star from the lead single on release day. And then I heard it and it's not good. Uh, okay. I thought, I thought it was worse than fake out. Yeah. Right, yeah. I agree. Okay. Um, Elliot? I mean, I, I thought it was, I didn't hate it. Like, I don't know. I, I like some of the lyrics in it. <laughs> like, some of the lyrics did, I, like, it could just be that a little bit relatable right now. Um, now, are you are you being nice to it? Because... No, I actually did have it a little higher in my ranking. Okay. I can't tell if you're being shy because Matt and I both didn't like it. Rawr. Or if you're being shy. No, <laughs> I don't want to disagree. Please. No, disagree. I like some of the references to other things, like 6 a.m. Oh, I don't even know how to say it. The Mulholland Drive, Moonlight Sonata. And I, like, mm-hmm. I like how it started and ended the same. And just some of the lyrics, I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe in like a month, I'm not going to relate to them. As, is this even the song I'm thinking? Let me pull up the lyrics. Heaven, Iowa. Um, okay, actually, I was, yeah, I mean, no, I was thinking some lyrics from a different song. I still liked some of them, but it's not exactly what I thought it was. Never mind. Yeah, ignore that. I, it is a little lower than I originally thought, actually. Okay. If you, listen, if you want to argue with Matt and I, makes the show more interesting. I mean, I can argue for it. I was originally thinking of the <laughs> lyrics in, I'll note when I get to it, Um, because I was just thinking, like, this one talked about Starcross. Just pulled up the lyrics, and it's no, not. No, it is Starcross. It, it is a Starcross yeah. lovers one. No, yeah. I was thinking it was uh, the other, like, I don't even remember what it's called. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I thought this one was quiet. I thought it was slow in a bad way. And mm. I thought it sounded like Patrick Stump was describing his manic pixie dream girl. And <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. s- I'm sorry, how old is Patrick Stump? I'm Googling it now. Right on the fly. 38! 38, sir! Sir, please, oh. you don't need to be talking manic about your manic girl. pixie dream girl at 38. Oof. But um, I'm just being harsh on it now. Any arguments with that? No. No, actually, I do agree. Looking at the lyrics now, it is a little bit, a little bit cringy. I mean, some of them were good. It, yeah, not as many a, as a, I was thinking. It's a mix, but when it's half bad, I'm gonna call it bad. No, that's that's, that's very fair. valid. Completely fair. Next, so good right now. What do we think is so good right now? Sound like a song you play like during a montage of like a charity building a house for Habitat yeah. for Humanity. <laughs> like it felt like very Chip and Joanne Gaines, like as they're doing like Fixer Upper or something. I mean, I do love HGTV, but. <laughs> I mean, like at so on first listen, I'll be honest, like the only time I really can like listen to music is when I'm at the gym. So like I would put this on and I'm like, oh, this is happy and upbeat. So like I would like that song because like for some reason it'd make me like, I'd get a second wind or something, but then like sure. after listening to it, like when I'm not like gasping for air, I'm like, <laughs> this really kind of just is a generic mm-hmm. song. But you yeah. know, like some of these happy, upbeat, generic songs can flop epically. I don't think this is necessarily a flop. It's just very formulaic and generic. Yeah. No, I agree. The first thing I put down was dot, 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 interesting start. Sad lyrics, but it sounds happy. I thought the um, same thing. Which, like, I do like when a song can do that. It can be sad but sound happy, but just... It kind of annoyed me in this one. I don't know. I guess I did like the... I mean, it was repeated way too many times, but if it was less, the feeling so good right now, so we'll crash and burn somehow. Like, I feel like people can kind of relate to that. Like, oh, everything feels good, so it it can't last. But, like, he they just did it too many times. I thought this song, I would have liked it way more if it didn't have all the O's again. The The O's, uh, yeah. I hate. I think that's why I have it so low when we go over the actual ranking. I hate, and I hate, I hate when they do the O's, and I hate when it sounds choral. Is it like like choral? Yeah, like Why with a chorus. Oh, you is know, that choral. The, is that choral. That sounds like the right word. Actually, I, I believe that's the right word. But I don't like it, Sorry, and I, I want Fall Out Boy like, to stop doing that. I thought of like the rock under the sea. No, where, that like, makes eels sense. Live. No, it's not the it's not the underwater. Is it a plant? Is squirrel a plant? It is a plant. Yes. Okay. I think it's, it's not the plant. Pl- is it a plant or an animal? I don't know. It's a plant. Yeah. Plant. Okay. The living thing under the sea is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a group of people singing, and I don't want to hear it. If I wanted to hear a chorus, I'd walk down to the University of Akron's like men's or women's chorus or something yeah. like that. I don't want to hear that in my alternative music. Knock it off. That's like the fifth choral. Oh, I've heard so far uh, in this. The whole album. thing. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, come on, come on, guys. Oh, I don't need that. I would like it so much more if it didn't have that. Mm-hmm. The one shot I do want to give to it is the bridge when it's like, I rip myself apart, like, 
whatever you need me to be. It did remind me of, this is a very personal thing. It reminded me of the song Jigsaw by Conan Gray, which like, love him. But it reminded like, I want to try to change myself to be who you are. But obviously that's not like what you should do. But it did mm-hmm. kind of remind me of that. So I want to give a shout out to that part. But that yeah, even I, that was repetitive. It had It had good parts. I don't understand why... They couldn't just take out all the bad parts. No, it had good parts, but just <laughs> something about it doesn't... Like, there's nothing wrong with like a two-minute, 30-second song they don't if go it's together. a good two-minute, 30-second mm-hmm. song. Exactly. Like, it it was... There's good parts, but just all of the... Oh, 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 isn't it? The, the bones are there. Yeah. I, it's it's almost a person. It's almost like I'm, I'm carving a sculpture, a beautiful sculpture made of marble, and I could see the body in the marble, but they forgot to carve it. You know, like, I'll, I'll fix it for them. I'll edit it up for them. Get really? rid of all of the oh, could, like annoying parts. I could sit down right now and fix this song. I don't know why somebody else couldn't have done it. Exactly. All right. Are we even going to talk about this song? Mm. It's the pink seashell. No. Okay. It was kind of sad. That's that all I'm going to dep- say. That was like unnecessarily depressing. depressing. You know what? I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that happened to you. That's horrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Take it to your therapist. Maybe. Exactly. It's coming right after feeling so good right now. Like, like you know, it's a little ironic. The first time I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little pep in my step, and then it's like, all these bad things that happen. I mean, in my I life. like Ethan Hawke, so I guess that's a good part. But I'm I gonna... don't know who Ethan Hawke is, and I'm sorry in advance, but I don't want to hear about this. Do you want to ask more about our tragedies too, and just really yeah, make like, life sound like it's meaningless? Here's why life is so bad. Here's it's just it, it. Life is empty. It's a void. It's like this empty seashell. <laughs> You know, there's like another I'm in an ethics class in like a, uh, what's the this feels like, word? like psychology? Like, no, um, philosophy. Like oh, yeah, this... getting very philo- philosophical. This feels like a gen ed philosophy class. It that's very much that. Like, a dude, quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> oh, oh, he my... says that. Yeah, he does. He says that. No, I, at first quarter I'm like, pounder sorry, with what? cheese. <laughs> I mean, that's my, that's my only note on this song. Yeah, some interlude. Some interludes can be know. good. This one was not. It was bad. Yeah, some interludes are good. This one I think was the lowest song, the last song I put. At you first, we we need interludes for concerts, not the album. Mm-hmm. You exactly. need a transition when you know you're changing up the set or something. Not, not when you're listening to songs. If I roll up to a concert and you start talking about this, I'm not gonna take it well See, either. I have, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to cheer? I have like, tickets for their uh, show at Blossom. If they if they do this, I'm I'm well I'm not gonna walk out. But metaphorically, I would walk out of there. <laughs> He's gonna be telling me the sad story, and I'm gonna be in the audience. Woo! Ooh, yes. Yeah. Like, go go go, boys. go divorce yeah. parents. Yeah. Like, I, go father with cancer. Like, empty and like, em, life empty, meaningless. Fallout boy. Go about not appreciate. Go about needing to appreciate the little things. Woo! <laughs> Quarter pounder with cheese. I feel like that line. Can just... that be like the description for this episode? <laughs> just in all caps. Yeah. Sort of found with I mean, I, you know, I can argue that's the best line in the whole. I can't even seriously say that. Anyways. <laughs> the next song we're going to be talking about is I Am My Own Muse. Uh, I'm starting. It's slow and it reminds me of a Five Nights at Freddy's song. Yes, know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I just, now that you say I was that. I'm trying to find a way to like put it. I'm like, it's mysterious, but it's not. It's scary, it's, but it's, it's not. It's, song. it's more it's of a... like it's more of like you need to see a therapist, but man, you can sing type of deal. See, I I also was one of those people who listened to Minecraft and Five Nights at Freddy's songs. Yeah. And hundred percent this is a Five Nights at Freddy's song I've heard before. 
I mean, now that you say that, yeah, I, I agree. And here's the thing. I like Five Nights at Freddy's songs. It's rated high on my list. So hate me or don't. I'm just saying it's a Five Nights at Freddy's song. Yeah, I mean, I did. Like I said earlier, I did like it. Mm-hmm. I think I more so liked it because I liked the instrumentals. Like, I mean, it could be like, it started with strings, you know. Being a cellist, a string player, I'm like, yay, shout out strings. But there were some good references in it. Um, I really enjoyed the variety of Patrick Stump's voice. We really yeah. got to hear him do some different things. I love that. And I also had good notes on the instrumentation. Also, you saying like, wow, the song, maybe he needs to be in therapy. I mean, it could just be that I am in therapy that I liked the song, but I don't know. Sure. Always <laughs> a possibility. Reminded me of that, but. Yeah, I, I had this, uh, I gave this one a 7 out of 10. I thought it was a pretty good song. And it was, like, I want to say, like, it was a really weird transition coming out of the Pink Sea It was a weird transition. The interlude didn't even serve its purpose. No. Like, I like I did put it at number two. I do agree with the 7 out of 10. I think I would have liked it better if it didn't come right after the Pink Seashell. They, you know, I would have liked this album a lot better if I didn't have to hear Quarter Pounder with, with Cheese. I, I mean, I'm sorry, the Pink Seashell. Yeah, no, you're. they should have just called it that. That would have been a better name. Life, is, been. life is meaningless. <laughs> Quarter then, pounder with cheese. And then you got McDonald's. <laughs> Can I get fries, please? Can I get... Oh, your ice cream <laughs> machine's still down. Oh. Five Whoppers oh. and five more Whoppers. My dad has cancer. Burger King commercial plays. Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, flu game. Did you guys listen to this song? Because I did, and I thought it was cheesy. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. This sounds like uh, a centuries ripoff, and you know, flu game is a direct. You know, the, when Michael Jordan played in Game Five of the NBA Finals with uh, with uh, food poisoning. Right, so, I, I mean, knew all about that. Yeah, this was a very hey centuries was cool. Let's make another sports <laughs> song. Sport people like centuries. Yeah, sports song. You know what I didn't like about this song? Do you guys want to take a wild guess what I didn't like about it? Uh, all the effort to make it look effortless. No, the na 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 na. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's the repeated. I don't want to hear you say a syllable over and over again, and it's still choral. It's a choral na 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 na. Hey, but at least you can hear what Patrick's enunciating. Yeah. You know, Patrick, I don't need to hear what you're saying. Just make it sound good. This one was, this one was fine, but it wasn't that good, and I was disappointed. I feel like I said this a lot, but I, I related to some of the lyrics. I mean, I. Not explaining more, but I, I went through a fallout with some of my fr- fallout boy with one of my friends <laughs> and a couple of my friends kind of recently. So like the, oh, last night I dreamt I still knew you. A little cheesy, but I mean, also a little relatable. Sure. I'm not saying there's but anything wrong with feeling that way. that's because of just the personal right now. Like, Here's the thing. In a month, I'll be, this is what I was thinking of when I was talking about, what even was it? The one that I said, have in Iowa. I was thinking like, mm-hmm. oh, some of the lyrics were kind of relatable. Then I pulled it up and I was like, wrong song. Now- you know what I'm going to say about this? I am 19. Elliot, you're 19. I am 19. Matt, you're 20. Yes, I am. Patrick Stump is 38. I shouldn't be able to relate to a 38-year-old. Mr. Mr. 38-year-old, maybe you should be singing about, I don't know, getting divorced or something. Like, what's yeah. happening to you? I want to hear about what's happening to you. I don't. I know what's happening to me. Can we and bring, I have 19-year-olds that will sing about what's happening to me. Can we bring back but I'll listen all to like, a 19-year-old. Let's do all like the tax jokes again that we did in the radio yeah. version. You want more tax jokes? Yeah, well, I don't know. The tax uh, game. So much for Not tax game. Tax game. Tax game. I did um, like the instrumental change right before the end. Well, actually, I don't know if I liked it. It kind of <laughs> it was a little jarring. I thought we went into the next track for a was second. Was it good? I don't know, but it did catch my attention. It was something. <laughs> I mean, referencing Van Gogh with the ear thing and Mike Tyson, like I guess that was kind of cool. But yeah, I think maybe they should have taken this 
this song back into the workroom and maybe worked on it a little more. Whenever you make a reference to Mike Tyson biting a guy's ear off, maybe like, Ugh, maybe just, check your maybe check. It's overdone. It is. I mean, everyone talks about it. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I think if it was written by that? a 19 or 20 year old. Or like somebody around my age, it would be better. Sure. It's just who it's written by. You are an adult. Sing we about not... sing about your taxes. Sing about your mortgage. Fall Out Boy is not our peers. They are not in college. They are not living that college life. They still sing about like it's it... 2007. Yeah, it's but it's not. It's not 2007. Nope. So... Thinking about that changed my whole perspective on the album. I'm like, I shouldn't relate to what? How old is he? 30. Patrick's 38. 38. Like I. Do I need to be relating to what an almost 40-year-old is saying? Like, no. Sing about your own nowadays stuff, not your teenage years. Right. Next, Baby Annihilation. Stop with the interludes. Interludes. Go home. I don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, I said something a little controversial off air about this one. I don't think I'm going to say it again. But what I will say is indie men, like alternative men, alternative (laughs) men should just should think about their poetry before they write it. Yes. Because if, okay, I'm going to say it. If a woman wrote this, everyone would hate it. Yeah. But I think because a man wrote it and is reading it, people are going to be like, oh, well, if you think about it like this, it's actually kind of interesting. No. No. That we're, we're falling off trees like leaves. Like, go home. The one I don't want to hear it. The one lyric I liked was Crocodile Tears because it reminded me of a Phoebe Bridger song. It reminded me of Savior Complex. That's the only reason I liked it. Just because I like that phrase. Didn't like the song, though. You know what? It is better than Quarter Pounder with Cheese, though. I thought this one was worse than Quarter Pounder with Cheese. But I understand. Matt, what did you think of this one? If I have to hear Pete Wentz whisper into his microphone, (laughs) July 18th, when I'm in the lawn seats of Blossom. (laughs) Again, I'm not actually going to leave, but metaphorically, I will walk out. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't want to hear it. I I don't need it. I've said it before. Some interludes can be done well. These ones were not. You know who does a good interlude? A fever you can't sweat out, panic at the disco. They Ryan, do a good interlude. Ryan, good... Ryan Ross and Dolan Weeks know how to knew how to write a transition. Rivers Cuomo, those those guys can write transitions. Yeah. Hey guys, do you want to take a shot at how old Pete Wentz is? Pete Wentz, I'm gonna say 37. Eh. Elliot, one oh. guess. I'm trying to think. I almost feel like he might be older. I don't remember. 42. Oh, he is 43. Oh, and he is five foot six. Yeah, all, five of, foot all six. of them are five six. Yeah, Fallout Fall Boy's Patrick's, all short. Kings. I think Patrick Stump is five five. Patrick's five five. Pete's five six. That's fine. Okay. But but 43? 43? 43. And I think I could write a better poem than that. Pete? I probably have in like high school Look, English class. Honestly. His, ego, his ego went to his head after he got to kiss Kim Kardashian in the uh, Thanks for the Memories music video. Pete's never been the same after that. And for the worse. <sighs> yeah, no, it was not for the, yeah. Sad. Kardashian curse, you could call it. Moving on. Yeah. Let's talk about the Kintsugi mm-hmm. kid. Kintsugi. I, that's how we pronounce it, Kintsugi, the mm-hmm. Kintsugi kid. Parentheses, 10 years. Uh, what'd you guys think of this song? I like this one. I did. So the lyrics, okay. if you just look at it at surface level, they don't really have a meaning. Knowing like what Kintsugi is kind of is the only redeeming factor. Because like if you guys know what it is, it's this form of like, it's, I don't fool. It's like when potteries like crack and stuff, they kind of fix it with like gold. I mean, this is a really bad description. It's a Japanese yeah. pottery style where they take broken things 
and they put it back together and you know what they use to repair it it makes it look better than the original product itself so right because they fill, they fill the cracks and then they put it over in like gold silver or platinum dust yep. so it looks all pretty mm-hmm. uh ellie did you like this song i okay i i like it when you think about it at that deeper level but i put it very low on my list because i didn't not that i didn't relate to it just it was i don't know it wasn't my favorite like the only line boring. I kind of like past my old house boring. or like past my old street, the house I grew up in. Cause like mm-hmm. that was the only, I was like, Oh, that's kind of relatable, I guess. But it, yeah. Boring. I did not like this song. And I thought it's funny that it's called the Kintsugi kid because I thought it was filler. It felt like a filler song on this album Oof. and they, you know, they fill up the cracks in the pottery with, with to, to make it look better. Yeah. So I thought it was funny that it was called that. I also kind of th- thought it sounded like the start of the song, at least, sounded like the Tarzan soundtrack with Phil Collins. No, Phil and then Collins. It wasn't, it wasn't Phil, Collins Phil Collins went hard on that. No, no, no. It was just okay. like the start, and I was like, okay. "Oh, I'm getting this like Tarzan Phil Collins vibe." No, but Phil it Collins was just did bad. Phenomenal. Phil Collins is yeah. so cool. No, I get what you're saying though about the yeah. But I didn't like it at all, which it was uh, I think low it's, on my rating. It's funny that you like it, Matt. What did you like about it? Yeah. Did what you, did like you like how boring Why'd about you like it? it? Did you like how boring it was? Are you or? a boring person? I, I guess so. Okay. I, I guess no defense of your song? Okay. I guess I'm, no, no I, not really, because I, 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 I didn't think it's really that defendable. I what just would you rate it out of 10? Out of 10, if I had out it to, 10. probably a high six, like a six, eight. I give it a four. I'll, I'll say a five. All right. A low five, though. Like, I mean, there's nothing lower. No, yeah, just five. Still not my least favorite song, though. Yeah, yeah, no. Which takes us into what a time to be alive. That's my least favorite one too. That's my least. Yep. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Yeah. Should like, I start? All of us coming together. Now here's the thing. It is loud, and as soon as I heard the line, dreams started busting at the seams. Nope. Ugh. And they start talking about the apocalypse. And I'm sorry, you're 38 to 43. You're rich. This is not the apocalypse for you. No. The apocalypse they're referencing is Call of Duty. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's COVID, but like when you're a rich person and there's not really any sort of like touch with reality, Call of Duty is their apocalypse. Yeah. That's, and that's why I'm like, I'm listening to this and it's like, I'm sorry. You had to stay in your big mansion for a couple of months. Like, oh no, you got to live in Southern California. Oh no, you can afford to have your groceries delivered the to first you. Thing I said was, you can Instacart in LA. You poor thing. Exactly. I said this is just talking about pre-COVID, and it's not gonna. I mean, I already it's not, but it's not gonna withstand the test of time, like oh, at like, all. Isn't this is the song that made reference to like looking back at a picture in 2019? Yeah, that's like the first oh, line, I think. Oh my, that was so cringy. Or and so the way cringy. things used to be. I heard it the mm-hmm. first time, like the first time I heard. It, that it stood i'm like okay no this this song is bad i no. couldn't tell if it was trying to poke fun or like because it said live stream the apocalypse it's like that's very covid influencer core i was like are you poking fun at that because that also seems like something you would do yeah i feel like they they wrote the line like live streaming the apocalypse and they were like oh my gosh oh, they're so far <laughs> look at us the 18 year olds are gonna love us oh yeah look at no that. i don't want to think back at that time like i mean it's still going on but yeah, I thought the song was annoying. Boo, yeah. Yeah. don't do it I think do we can all anymore. agree on that. It's, a, it's 13th. Well, no, it's Other not. than the interludes. <laughs> it's 11th because mm-hmm. the interludes were that. Were that bad. That was a, that, yeah. Those were crimes against music. Which leads us to arguably the best song on this album. So yeah. much for Stardust. 
we already got into that earlier. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about it, though? Again, I just I, I love David Bowie. Anything paying homage mm-hmm. to him and Ziggy Stardust. Good job. Yeah, I just I mean, again, I like the instrumentals. I liked the lyrics. So, some of them were a little. I, I I've said this a few times. Some of them were a little relatable, but like I just like the lyrics. Um, I also don't know if, now that you say it, like I don't think this was the meaning behind it at all, but. I know that, like, humans technically are, like, made of stardust and stuff, so I was like, maybe that's some sort of reference. I don't know if it connects at all, but I feel like it was worth noting somewhere in there that, like... No, that's a cool That's a cool thing And I was like, that's kind of, of interesting, because mm-hmm. it's, like, so much for stardust. I don't know how it relates yet. I, I would say my brain capacity is not that big, but I think they wrote it to not relate. Like, I think I'm just thinking too far into it. I like that, though. It's good to be thoughtful it, in your reviews. I thought, like, it was a contrast between, like, fame... But, like, reality itself, like, yeah. so much Stardust, as in, like, they're famous, they're, they're a fam- big name, mm-hmm. but so much for Stardust implies that uh, it's a superficial thing that's not really fulfilling. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I took yeah. the title. I think there's there's a million ways you could take it, and I think that's part of why they named it that. And those are the songs I like that you don't really know what they mean, like, in general. Yeah. Now, should we go through our overall, like, 1 through 13 ranking? Do we yeah. have that prepared? If you want to. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to start off. My number one, Hold Me Like a Grudge. Number two, So Much for Stardust. Number three, Love from the Other Side. Number four, I Am My Own Muse. Number five, Heartbreak Feels Good. Number six, Flu Game. Number seven, So Good Right Now. Number eight, Fake Out. Number nine, Heaven, Iowa. Number 10, The Kintsugi Kid. Number 11, What a Time to Be Alive. 12 is the pink seashell, and 13 is baby annihilation. Matt, let me hear your ranking. All right. We'll go top to bottom. So much for Stardust at one. Love from the other side at two. I'm my own muse at three. Ten years at four. Blue game at five. Hold me like a grudge at six. Heartbreak feels good at seven. Feeling so good at eight. Fake out at nine. Heaven, Iowa at ten. What a time to be alive at 11. Uh, dead silence at twelve. Um, the sound of uh, oncoming traffic at thirteen, yeah. and then at fifteen, we have baby annihilation, and then dead last behind static at the McDonald's drive-through is the pink seashell. Thank you, Matt. Yes, Elliot, let's hear yours. Okay, yeah. So much for Stardust. Top. I'm my own muse. These two, I was kind of torn between which one goes goes first. Love from the other side and hold me like a grudge. I'm gonna do three, four in that order. Actually, I might want to switch that around. I'll just say flu game because what I originally wrote down. So good right now. I put Heaven Iowa a little higher than it deserves, but I put that at seven. Mm. I mean, it's like a mid. It's a mid song for a middle of the album ranking. Sure, sure. Fake Out was at eight. The Kintsugi Kid was nine. Heartbreak feels so good. I just put it so low because it seemed too repetitive to me. Understand. Like, the ending was just so repetitive. What a time to be alive. Um, I agree with like the dead silence, just any every other song they've written. Viva Lost Vengeance in its entirety. <laughs> Baby Annihilation at 13. <laughs> then Baby Annihilation at like tw- 20. And then Quarter Pound, I mean, the pink she's seashell <laughs> at 100. The animal noises we make on The Bachelor podcast. <laughs> every uh, season uh, of any, The Bachelor. Any other sound, anything that makes sounds before the pink seashell. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And to close out this episode, I would like for all of us at the same time to say quarter pounder with cheese. Okay. Do you think we can handle that? Yeah, I think so. Three, two, one. Quarter Quarter pounder pounder with with cheese. cheese. Thank you for listening.